legends, you're listening to the Off-Road Performance Coach Podcast. If you want to be a beast on and off the dirt bike, you have come to the right place. All I ask from you is if you gain some value out of today's episode, please give it a share and tag me on your socials or your Insta story. I'd be super grateful if you'd share the love. Let's get stuck straight into today's episode. Just things for me. Hello, podcast legends. Back on for another episode today. Going to talk about sports specific training. My thoughts around it and explain a little bit more about the. I guess how I think about sports specific training and why it's like for for most people, there's not really going to be that much difference between a strength training program, whether you play football or you ride dirt bikes. One big reason for this is the average person out there that comes to me is untrained. That means they have never really followed a proper structured program written by a coach that is addressing their biggest physical limitations. They might have trained in the gym, but they've kind of made up their own program. They've been inconsistent on and off, a few weeks here, a few weeks there, lots of time doing nothing in between. And whenever they do go into the gym, they just do the things that they're already actually good at or some sort of bodybuilder split, um, training body parts. So that's like super common. And even at a really high level in our sport, like I can say I've had some guys come and train with me who are like legit dudes on dirt bikes. Their off-bike training is very, very unstructured and inconsistent. So they've gotten really good at riding a dirt bike just by spending a shitload of time riding a dirt bike. So for the average person, just building the basic physical capacities up of strength, power, speed, and endurance, just leveling those up overall is going to provide a massive benefit, a huge difference. They're going to notice a huge difference, especially for guys who don't get as much time on the bike. They're going to notice bigger difference like a percentage of gain on the bike would be bigger than someone who does get to spend a lot of time spends hours and hours riding each week they're obviously getting that conditioning so they're still going to notice a huge gain but it's not going to be like as it might not be like a 25 percent gain like someone that only gets to ride once every two weeks or once a month is going to notice from starting to train it might be like, say it's 5%, but they're going to notice a big difference in their ability to ride at a higher intensity for a longer period of time. So my point there is, if someone came to me, not that I coach football players, like I just make everyone aware of that. Like I don't have any clients that play football. I, I'm My clients are all in a very tight niche. Like all my clients do race dirt bikes and 
honestly, if someone came to me and their goal was to play football, I would say, I'm not your guy. Like, I'll pass you off onto someone else, a coach that is experienced in coaching football players, because there is, of course, nuance to these two different sports. However, again, the average person is largely untrained so they are going to get for the most part in the initial period especially like the first 12 to 24 months of training the most the majority of their gains are going to come just from building a foundation and leveling up all of those physical qualities around strength power speed and endurance so and that's the purpose of training in the gym regardless of the sport we're partaking in the whole purpose of training in the gym is to ensure we are not limited in any physical way when we do go and perform our sport. So every single sport requires some level of strength, some level of power, some level of speed, and some level of endurance. Obviously, depending on the sport, is going to dictate which of those qualities the sport sort of leans more towards. However, like the underpinning principles of how we improve each of those qualities, like it's always been the same and it's never really going to change. Like that to improve an athlete in those areas, like you can, there's a lot of different, I guess, modalities within those areas and exercises we can choose. But at the end of the day, if you're not getting stronger, if you're not getting more powerful, if you're not improving your speed and endurance, that program's basically worthless. So, like I say, how we improve those qualities, the principles behind how we improve those physical qualities has and never will change. So, it's more about training the individual than training for the sport itself when we think about the actual component of training in the gym. So if a client comes to me and they're suffering lower back pain, as an example, then it doesn't matter whether they're playing football or whether they're riding a dirt bike. We need to fix their lower back pain. Same if a client comes to me and they've got knee pain. They're experiencing knee pain. Okay, doesn't matter if you're going to go out there and play football or you're going to go ride a dirt bike or you're going to go and run a marathon. It doesn't matter. We need to fix your knee pain. So the sports specificity is actually practicing the sport. Like that's why cyclists do so much cycling and can do so much cycling because it's actually when they're going cycling every day or every other day, they're actually practicing their sport. So they're getting, they're improving the skill of cycling, which is a skill. It's not, they're not just like for, for us guys, guys that ride moto, when we go for a cycle, it's probably like for us, it's like we're switching off. You can just go for a, a zone two cycle and just not think about a single thing for the most part. But when you're an actual competitive cyclist, like every single time they get on the bike, they're actually improving their skill. Whether it, even if it's not at a high intensity, they're improving their cadence, they're improving their pedal stroke, their body position, 
their ability to judge their output. They can look at a hill and go, okay, I know how fast I can push up that hill and where I can sit my heart rate to get to the top of that hill without blowing up. So they they know that because they spend so many hours every single week, week after week, month after month, year after year, practicing the skill of cycling. You put that guy on a dirt bike, he's going to have like the VO2 max of Lance Armstrong, but if he's never actually ridden a dirt bike, he's going to struggle. Like that's a no-brainer, right? So the whole idea of us training off the dirt bike in the gym and our energy system cardio training is to improve the physical limitations so we are not limited in any way when we get on the bike to perform the sport. So there's no, like I talk about the hip hinge and the deadlift um, position a lot and there's no doubt certain sports are going to require uh, us to be strong in different positions potentially and I like it it's pretty easy I've said it before to look at someone riding a dirt bike and understand that we spend a lot of time in a hinge position so that doesn't necessarily mean that's a sports specific exercise it just means that we when we're training off the bike we want to be training all of the movement patterns like break it's the easiest way to break down your training in the gym is a a knee dominant lower body pattern which is squat a hip dominant lower body pattern which is a hip hinge like a deadlift variation and then we've got our upper body push and pull so horizontal like a push up or a row vertical above our head push and a pull like a chin up like basically every single compound movement strength training exercise will fit into one of those categories so we need to be strong in all of those areas to ride a dirt bike as you would be if you played football if you want to get faster at sprinting if you want to be able to move if you want to sprint faster when you get the ball in football and and lay down a faster 10 meter or 15 meter sprint guess what you got to get better at putting force into the ground how do you do that you get stronger at squatting and you get stronger at hinging deadlifting and squatting so completely different sport how do we improve those qualities very similar in the gym similar exercises get stronger get stronger in your lower body in knee and hip dominant movements and then include some plyometrics to improve our ability to move our own body explosively. Pretty simple. Really good page to follow if if you're into this stuff is Athletes Authority. So they're widely regarded in Australia as the like the best um, athletic development or or coaching facility in Australia. They're in Sydney. If you go and read their posts, follow them and and watch all of the stuff they post. Now, of course, I've never seen them post about a dirt bike riders program, but (laughs) because I don't think they have any dirt bike riders training there, at least I've never seen them post about it. But if you go and watch what they post, they'll post a sample workout for a football player. They'll post a sample workout for 
a basketball player. They'll post a sample workout for a triathlete or a cyclist. Go and look at the workouts and they're not identical. The exercise selections and the intensities and the volumes are a little bit different, but they're still including knee-dominant exercises, squats, hip-dominant exercises, hinges, and upper body push-pull variations because they're, regardless of the sport, all of those sports require some level of strength, power, speed, and endurance in those basic human fundamental movement patterns. So it's the same when we come to riding a dirt bike. Just because we ride a dirt bike doesn't mean we need to pull out the BOSU ball and the the foot pegs mounted to a spring. We do that when we're riding the dirt bike. Like practicing on a BOSU ball or kneeling on a Swiss ball while you're pressing a kettlebell over your head is not functional when you have to get on a 110 110 kilo dirt bike and ride that thing at 100k an hour or more and try and balance on that. It's moving forward at a high speed and it weighs 110 kilos and you're hitting rocks, potholes, bumps, and whatever else. And you think that standing statically in the, on the spot on a wobbly surface is somehow sports-specific to that endeavor. It doesn't make any sense to me, personally. So, again, the whole premise of training off the bike is to improve our physical capacity in all of those areas. When we, once we've built a foundation, when we've been like really consistent with our training, when you've got someone that's actually trained consistently, which I've had like quite a few clients now who have been with me for two, three, four, some clients even up to five years now have been training with me consistently. Obviously, there's there's been periods in there where they've potentially had a little bit of time off, whether that's due to um, having a new child, a new baby born or or having an injury or something like that where the, the training volume has fluctuated, but for the most part, they've been consistently training for years, then we can get a little bit more specific with the training, but it's not necessarily specific to the sport again. It's specific to their own individual weaknesses. Like I say, when someone comes and trains with me and they've never really trained before, even when they say, oh yeah, like I go to the gym every week, I'm like, oh, what do you do? And they're like, oh, I just kind of make it up. Like if you haven't actually tracked your results and can't show me, like say, okay, here's my program. This is what I've actually done. These are all my results for the past two years. Then you're untrained. So that person who is untrained is going to just get a massive amount of gains and growth just by following a fairly well-balanced program that's going to level up all of those areas. And then, like I say, when you've been consistent for years, literally for years, not a few weeks, not a 12-week block, we're talking years, then it gets it begins to get a lot easier to to pinpoint more specific limitations and be like, okay, 
we've spent two years leveling all of these areas up. So we've got a really, really good foundation in those areas. So we can trim a couple of them back a little bit. We're not going to drop them right out of the program. We're just going to trim the volume back on them. Because we've spent two years training them, we've got a really good base there and a foundation that we can now maintain with a lower level of volume. And we can put some more effort into this particular area that we've identified is actually holding us back on the dirt bike. So that's how I look at the specificity of training. It's spec- The specificity comes down to the individual athlete, not necessarily the sport. Are you sick of walking into the gym with no plan, spinning your wheels, wondering if what you're doing is even going to help you on the dirt bike? It's a common thread that I hear from riders, and that's why I created the Race Ready Live group program. It's my entry-level training program, providing you a structured and periodized program grounded upon the same principles I use for my clients who are winning GNCC and AORC off-road events. Best thing is, you can tailor it to your individual needs based upon the equipment you have available, even if that's only dumbbells and kettlebells, and you can personalize the weekly schedule to suit the days you can and can't train, all inside the Race Ready app on your phone for less dollars than you are spending on coffee each day right now. If you want to actually get results from the effort you're putting in in the gym, link is in the show notes for the details about the Race Ready Live program. When it comes down to sport-specific training for us as dirt bike riders, it's actually bringing some intent to what we do on the dirt bike. Like I am all, don't get me wrong, I love going out riding and just sending it or going for a trail ride with the boys and just like talking shit half the time and just going for to the ride park and blowing berms apart and whatever. Like that's why we ride dirt bikes, right? Because it's so much fun. So I'm not saying we want to remove the fun from our riding. It. I'm saying that we just want to have set some intention when we go and ride our dirt bike. If we if if the goal is to actually get better, if we want to actually get faster at riding and more efficient to be able to do it easier for longer, then which I'm sure like if all of you listening to this, if I asked you that question, I'm sure you would say, shit yeah, I actually do like want to get faster and I would love to be able to be more efficient on the bike and do it easier for longer. I'm sure everyone would say, hell yeah, like give me some of that. Then we actually need to devote some of our riding time, not all of it. The intention behind some of our riding sessions can just be, you know what? I'm just going out to have fun today. I'm just going for a trail ride with the boys and we're just going to send it and have fun. Some of it though, if we want to actually get better at riding the dirt bike, needs to have some intent around skill development. So it's actually slowing down and practicing the skills that we need to improve, the inputs we need to give to the dirt bike to actually ride the dirt bike better. If you don't know what those are, then go and get a coach. Go and spend a few hours with a riding coach. There's plenty of good ones out there these days that can teach you those things and just give you some... um, some cues to work on and some basic fundamentals 
depending on where you're at, of course, maybe your fundamental technique's great and you can move on to some, some more advanced things potentially, but at least you'll have something to work with then. It'll be like, okay, I'm going to go out and do three 20-minute motos today. The first 20-minute moto I'm going to do at 75% pace. I'm not even going to try and ride fast and I'm going to focus on these two technique things in this first moto. So you're still getting your motos in potentially, but one of those motos for the day is going to be focused on technique. So I had a really good question on that post that I put up yesterday um, from a guy. Shout out to um, to him if you're listening. Thank you for the question. Is what if I can't ride moto that much? What if I can only get out once a fortnight or once a month? Again, super common. Again, for the average guy, right? Like, it's super common. And even myself, like, I have to put in the effort to actually go riding more than once a week or once a fortnight or else it just doesn't happen. I don't have a track at home, so I've got to travel, like, 45 minutes each way to somewhere decent to ride. So it's an effort to go riding. So if you can't... And, and yeah, for some people, that's like easy. Some people, 45 minutes each way would be like a dream to go riding. Some people, it's hours, like if you live in a, in the city. Um, so my point is, if you can't get out, if your schedule doesn't allow it, then again, potentially, it's not going to be the same for everyone, but that potentially means you've got more time in your weekly schedule to actually train more and train harder in the gym. Your next best thing to riding a dirt bike is exposing your body to force in the gym. So that's like getting stronger, lifting heavy things in the gym. Anyone that hasn't ridden a dirt bike for months and if you haven't trained, like if you haven't trained and then you've just gone out and ride your dirt bike, you know how sore you are the next day after you ride your dirt bike. The reason that is is because we're getting exposed to massive amounts of force when we ride our dirt bike. And if you're not preparing your body that for that and exposing your body to force week in, week out, you're going to struggle when you get on the bike. So the stronger you can be off the bike with your strength training, the easier your life will be when you do get to ride. I'm not saying it replaces it, but if you're used to handling decent amounts of force, like your body weight and above on a barbell in the gym... Again, that's going to be a journey for everyone. doesn't have to be that weight now, but if you start training and follow follow the process, like it's fairly easily achievable to get to using your body weight and above for things like RDLs, um, front squats, etc. Like that's just a basic level of strength. If you can maintain that consistently, you're going to have a really good base and, and obviously your, your cardio as well. Um, you're going to have a really good base. So then when you do get to go out and ride your dirt bike. Like I say, the less amount of time you get to ride, then the more intent you're going to have to bring to your riding sessions. That's the whole benefit of getting to train multiple times a week. If you get to train three, if you get to ride your dirt bike three times a week, like one day could be motos, like actual motos at intensity. One day could just be fucking having fun with the boys. And another day could be purely a technique day where you're just doing skills and drills on the bike. Obviously, if you only get to ride once a fortnight or once a month, you're going to be a bit more limited and you're going to have to cram as much volume as you can 
into each of those sessions. That would be like, I'm always on the bike, a fan of quality over quantity, not, not like just doing mindless volume for the sake of doing mindless volume. Um, I'm always of the belief that lower volume with more intent and more focus on the bike will bring better results than just like going out and riding around on your own for three hours at a sub subpar pace that's not going to prepare you for racing a three-hour cross-country because the intensity at a three-hour cross-country is going to be way higher than you can ride around on your own for three hours so you're way better off doing motos and sprints to get yourself used to that intensity however when you only get to ride once a fortnight or once a month then volume is going to be your friend you're actually going to need to cram as much volume as you can so my advice in that situation would be if you do only get to ride once a fortnight or once a month then trying to get out for a full day like an entire day and spend the first part of that day just working on skills and drills like maybe you devote an hour to just working on skills and drills and technique and then after that you do your volume whether it's motos or whether you do like a long trail ride um, on some single track if you have that opportunity at a decent pace then you kind of get in the best of both worlds you get in some intent to focus on technique and then you can bring that intent and technique into your motos or into say like a two-hour single track ride the way you're trying to maintain a really solid pace um because yeah it is difficult when you don't get to ride that much and you're gonna gonna have to do your best to bring in some more volume in those situations like i say it's going to be different for everyone and your schedule and what you can actually can and can't do but if you the less you get to ride the more volume you're going to have to do each time you do get to ride if that makes sense so the other thing and again this is not going to be accessible for every person but the best cross training tool i believe if you don't get to ride dirt bikes very often is cross-country mountain biking now is it the same thing no is it sport specific no but there is some qualities that cross over really well from riding a mountain bike on like actual on actual proper single track that will cross over to riding a dirt bike off-road is it the same to balance the mountain bike no a mountain bike weighs 10 kilos dirt bike weighs 110 we're riding dirt bike way faster than we'll ride a mountain bike so the the balancing component and the the input on the bike completely different however like riding single track on a mountain bike you have to read the terrain you have to pick smooth lines you have to be have good peripheral vision and be aware of where your handlebars are when you're weaving in and out of trees those those few little things there very similar to what we experience on a dirt bike again the speed is not the same for the most part on a dirt bike we're going to be going a lot faster when we're whizzing past trees with our handlebars an inch away from a tree but again it's like i say you can't replace the dirt bike but in my opinion cross-country mountain biking would be the next best cross-training tool that you might be able to do some more of in those weeks that you don't get to go for a dirt bike ride 
and then it's just getting stronger like each person's going to have a certain amount of hours that they can devote to training each week devote it's just being intentful with that training and actually getting stronger like am i actually getting stronger and more powerful and improving my aerobic engine and if i'm not like i mentioned in that q a podcast then something in the program needs to change it's not necessarily going to be more volume because you probably can't do more volume if especially if you're busy and you've got a busy schedule and you only get it you only get time to ride once a fortnight or once a month so it's not going to be adding more volume and it's going to be changing something in the program so you actually get some improvement from the effort that you're putting in so that's it for today that's my i guess my how i look at sports specificity if you've got any questions on that topic send them in i'll include them on the next month's q a podcast episode otherwise i hope you guys all have a great weekend i'm getting to race this weekend at the vorc which is about a little bit over half an hour away from my house pretty sure haven't been to the track yet but i'm pretty sure it's going to be similar to the terrain that i actually get to do a fair bit of my riding on so i thought there'd be no excuses then to go and saddle up and race a three hour this saturday so i'm looking forward to that hope you're all getting out to shred some trail this weekend and see you on the podcast next week bye bye